the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing. Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Phan of Pacific Private Money. Mark Honf is off today. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. And that certificate is not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And we're going to be uh, asking three trivia questions, so we'll be giving out three Three different five-packs. Uh, today's trivia theme is entertainment. Now, our special guest, we've never had this type of specialist in, but this is Matt Cordes, who is a specialist in construction and development and land loans. Uh, now, he actually works with Pacific Private Money, so you know him well. Yes. Okay. I see him every day. He's every day. He's a good guy. <laughs> yes, very good guy. Uh, so, Matt, uh, t- tell us a little bit about you know construction lending as compared to other kinds of lending. Sure. Yeah, some of the... Um the differences between construction uh, and just to clarify the difference um, between ground up construction, which is what we're talking about okay. here, and um, rehab construction or fix and flip, as people commonly refer to it. So ground up construction or vertical construction fund, uh, financing um, requires some different um, analysis going in. So, you know, we look at loan to cost ratio, which is yeah. how we out- evaluate um, a borrower's skin in the game. Um, as we like to put it. So um, the underwriting differences are, you know, we can get into some depth with that, but, um, you know, risk profile is a little different. The exposure to the market is is longer typically. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and uh, so anyway, um, you know, I don't know if we should go through all the, the bullet points on it, but... Um, no, we could probably give a couple of examples and a little bit of the, some of the types of construction sure, uh, sure. loans we've done. Okay. But, uh, so, for example, I got a call yesterday, actually. Um, I got a call yesterday from a borrower who's was really a, looking at a construction loan, uh, similar to how we would look at a, a rehab loan. Okay. And what that means is basically he said, I'm looking to buy this lot and uh, I want to borrow X amount of, of, of uh, you know, for vertical construction financing. And it's going to be worth uh, Y when it's done. And um, he's not looking at the loan to cost ratio. So what I had to take him through was the total cost calculation of the project, um, what percentage of skin or cash equity he has in the deal, which is our loan to cost uh, requirement, and, um, you know, and and really evaluate whether or not his his budget is reasonable. And um, so that being the case, um, with that particular borrower anyway, um, you know, (laughs) uh, he – 
was overvaluing the law. <laughs> yeah. And gra- just spell it, just spill it yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> and vastly underestimating the cost of construction. Yeah. I listen to you on the phone all the time when uh, somebody calls in looking for a construction loan. And it sounds like the theme is how much experience does this person have? Because right. versus a fix and flip, um, where, you know, that's a shorter time frame oftentimes. Yeah. And it's, a, you know, the project's very in size with yeah. construction. Uh, you're taking something that's basis of zero, zero essentially, yeah. and that's seeing right. it to, through to fruition. So yeah. there's a lot of places where the scenario could go off the rails, where, right. where the yeah. loan could. I mean, so. Yeah, you've got to have like a plumbing budget and an electrical budget and yeah. all that, right? And, we, and when we're looking at doing construction loans in various markets across the state, um, it's difficult to know where you know labor prices fall, right. where, supply, where uh, supplies and uh, materials are priced on a local basis. So. Right. Um, when we qualify a construction loan, um, we'll actually have a third party, uh, uh, professional evaluate the budget, um, on a cost, soft cost and hard cost basis mm-hmm. to make sure that it's accurate within five or 10%. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, and, and for, so somebody who is looking for a construction loan or somebody who's starting a project like that, I mean, you really have to do your homework. That's right. Um, if you're going to try and get financing of any kind, there's a lot of analysis that goes into it. It's not just, hey, I found this great piece of dirt that I can build on, exactly. and let me just go get the money and, and start doing it. I mean, somebody's going to ask some hard questions, yeah. or somebody who knows what they're doing is going to ask some hard questions Absolutely. about. I mean, just the permit fees alone can be pretty pricey and price you right out of the market. That's right. I, I've had I've had actually very well seasoned architects come to me with a project and say, you know, look at all this money we're going to make, basically, <laughs> um, where they're essentially estimating the construction cost on a price per square foot basis, yeah, yeah. which mm-hmm. is not really sufficient. It's not sufficient to go into a construction loan. Well, especially like, if you're building on a hill or something, you've got some really odd type of, of property. Yeah, property, yeah. yeah. Thank because you. <laughs> as, as you total everything up with the cost of permits, with the cost of financing, with the cost of, of um, you know, carrying the project from start to finish to the exit strategy, which I assume is a sale or, right. or maybe a refinance, um, it, the, the, the expenses are substantial and they could be a lot more than, than you're anticipating. So that stellar project that you think is just going to make you all this money may not be as great as you, you expected. For somebody who's um, taking on a construction project for sale, is there a certain profit margin that is like a floor? That, 15% uh, or something? Yeah, you know, I see people... Um, you know, fighting the good fight for, you know, 13% margin on some pretty big projects. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing. If it's a large project, um, you know, I'd say 15 to 20% is probably minimum. It, it's not really that interesting, uh, you know, otherwise. Well, right. and also you have to figure there's going to be mistakes and, and the extra fudge factor that's going to be an extra 5 or 10% that may sure. just eat it right up. Yeah. yeah. And then comparing that to somebody who's, acquired land and they want to build their dream home on it where the exit isn't the sale but a refi is there uh there's probably more wiggle room in in terms of do they have the just resources to to build is that right well yes and no um <laughs> the most common thing with with owner uh owner build um or owner occupied build is is that uh the potential for cost overruns is much higher, so we want to make sure they have cash liquidity. Uh, good, good, good point. Tell you what, we're going to cut yeah. to our first commercial break. Uh, first trivia theme is, uh, or for the theme is uh, entertainment. And Matt, if you know the answer, don't don't give it until uh, we come back. <laughs> okay. Who lives in a garbage can on the TV show Sesame Street? 
You guys have young kids. You probably know that one. Call 888-912-1190. If you're the first caller with correct cancer, you're going to win that five-pack tanning certificate. Don't touch that tile. The best of investing. We'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Phan of Pacific Private Money and our special guest, Matt Cordes, also of Pacific Private Money, who specializes in construction loans. Our first trivia question, who lives in a garbage can on the TV show Sesame Street? You guys have young kids. A little too young. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little too old, and I've forgotten. You know, oh, saying. man. Wait, is it... Is it um, Cookie Monster? No, it's Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> Oscar the Grouch, that's yes. right. So bad. <laughs> I'm going to be zero for three. No, well, no, no. Be you, optimistic. you guys will, uh, you'll, you'll probably get the next two. All right, before we uh, get back, I do want to make a quick mention here for the Mount View Hotel. Uh, savor the best of Napa Valley during winter in the wineries, December 2nd through February 4th. Calistoga's annual wine passport event provides the perfect, relaxed, romantic getaway during Cabernet season. Uh, you can email relax at mountviewhotel.com or call 707-942-6877 to book your WIW passport package. I don't know if you guys have ever been to the Mount View Hotel. You got to check out their pool. It is awesome. Really? Mount View Hotel in downtown Calistoga has an awesome pool. I want to take my daughter there. <laughs> yes, sure. yeah, she'll yeah. love it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Matt Cordes from Pacific Private Money also, um, who specializes with construction loans. Now, you know, unfortunately, we had all those fires going on nor- in the North Bay. Right. What can those people who've pretty much lost their home, can it, what can they expect? And I know Nam's got some great questions for you on that, too. Sure, sure. Um you know that we've had so much uh, conjecture about what what may be coming down the pike here, and and you know we've had countless conversations with you know developers and you know homeowners and and uh, and investors who are looking to you know rebuild or provide capital to rebuild or or you know buy lots perhaps. Um, you know, really the thing is with respect to land value, when you have a, a traumatic uh, catastrophe like that. Um, the supply and demand dynamic shifts drastically immediately. Right. So it becomes difficult for us to determine what is a lot worth now. We Uh don't really know. It's really just, it's really just a, uh, a guessing game for a period of time. Um, you know, obviously the demand for housing is extremely high. Um, we know, we know that the, the city of Santa Rosa is prioritizing, um, redevelopment and approvals, um, and, and, you know, that, that's good. I'm, it, I'm really glad to hear yeah. that, you know, rather than just the typical delay, because we were right. in, we were in, um, Southern California right. and they said it takes 10 years to get a permit uh, in Laguna <laughs> yeah. Niguel. Right. Yeah. Obviously that's not, uh, not sustainable with a situation like this. So, um, one thing that's coming up is, is that they are prioritizing, uh, apartment and multifamily development. So sites that were not necessarily fire damaged. Um, would be moved to the top of the line in terms of approvals where where um, apartments or multifamily can be approved. Well, okay. was that because prior to the fire, there was the need for housing? There was the need for housing anyway. Yeah. Right? And now it's so much, so much worse. Got so, it. That makes sense. So that's, yeah. you know, one aspect. The other aspect is, you know, what, is, what does a homeowner do if they've lost their house, they want to rebuild um, you know, can they rebuild the exact same thing? Can they rebuild the exact, you know, essentially 
use the same plans they had when they right. built. And, you know, the best answer to that is, of course, that it's a case-by-case sure. uh, basis. Yeah, because um, there may be some things that aren't up the code. Yeah, they, you know, yeah. always, whenever given the chance, we want to, um, you know, the development departments will want to um, bring things up to code and, right. and uh, you know, increase their their energy efficiency whenever possible. And so those kind of things will, of course, be part of it. Um, and I expect a lot of these people who are going to be rebuilding or trying to rebuild will, uh, of course, want to improve things. You know, right, they don't sure. want to yep. take something that was built in the 50s with uh, small, ru- you know, uh, small, kitchens small ceiling yeah, heights yeah. and small <laughs> kitchens. Yeah. People and, were a lot shorter back then. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and bring them into bring them into the modern era with higher ceilings and you know better fixtures and finishes. Yep. And so with that was going to come some pushback on okay, do we allow people to add another bedroom? Do, do they get another to allow story? Another bathroom? Right, another story. story yeah. So there's a lot of that's going to be you know again case by case basis. So, Gosh, yeah. can you imagine what town halls are going to be filled with with you know people? Let's say there's like the coffee park, right? I right. Don't know, how, how many homes were in that? One little area. Yeah, I don't remember. I, don't I mean, remember, let, you know, let's just say a hundred. Right? Right. I mean, I know it's more than that, but let's just say it's a hundred. But, you know, some people are going to say, hey, well, I don't want you to build a second story, you know, and block my, I don't know what views are out there, but right. uh, uh, that could be a wee twicky. Not only that, but, um, you know, the insurance companies, uh, you know, what they're paying out to could be based on the you know value of the property previously. So if you want to build up or add things or modernize it, uh, chances are you're, you're going to have to come out of pocket quite a bit for that. Uh, that's for that's that. a good point because it depends on what you were insured for. Yeah. You know. And I was watching the news and, and there was a segment uh, up in Santa Rosa where the uh, newscaster was standing in front of uh, just empty lots that had for sale signs on them. So, yeah. you know, there are people who are just taking the, the proceeds, the settlement and leaving. leaving yeah. The so, area. so I guess so. what they do is they they take the insurance proceeds, which would be only for the build the house itself, pay off whatever the mortgage was, and then sell the lot uh, for whatever and move to Oregon or wherever they're going. Right. Yeah. Right. right. So, yeah, a lot's going to unfold, I think, in the next six months because I heard the earliest people will really start building is, is sometime in the spring. Right. Oh, so, yeah. Well, you also have the rains and stuff. And you right. have, you know, yeah. being able to, to use cement or whatever they need right. to, to do. I'm not a big building guy, but I know that, that isn't it what grading, right? You right. can't like after October, you're not supposed to grade until, until April. Yeah. Until you get through the rainy season. Yeah. So there, sure. there, there's all that. And now we're contending with uh, Southern California, too. So that'll be. Yeah, uh, that's. Yeah. Which when I'm, we come back, we do have a, an email from a listener that is asking a question um, about the fund with regard to the L.A. fires. So we're going to cut to our second trivia question. Before we do, I actually want to make a, a mention here also for Hornblower. You guys ever been on Hornblower? Yes. yes. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's great. One of my favorite things to do. Cruise into the holiday season, sipping drinks and enjoying bay views with Hornblower cruises and events step aboard for a champagne brunch savory savor the culinary creations with a festive dinner or watch the fireworks from the water on new year's eve gala visit hornblower.com for reservations today all right so here's our trivia question uh in the movie 300 if you remember that movie how many of the 300 spartan warriors survive wasn't that the trojan one that was kind of a sort of a and kind of an, it wasn't a cartoon, but it wasn't a real movie. I don't yeah. know what they call that. Uh, yeah, some type CGI type stuff. Some, I think CGI? I, didn't, I never okay. saw it. So oh, okay. Call eight hundred or right. What's our phone number? Eight hundred or no? It's eight 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 nine one two eleven ninety. For more information on this program, call eight 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 nine twelve eleven ninety. 
That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Phan and our special guest, Matt Cordes. Second trivia question. In the movie 300, how many of the 300 Spartan warriors survived? Matt? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I should know that. My brother-in-law would kill me if I didn't know that. He's uh, such a fan. Um, No idea. I don't know. Give give, give a guess. I, I think losses were minimal. Maybe. Go ahead and say all of them. They all survived. I'll say one. The, the answer actually is one. Only one survived. Oh. 299 died. I think you said that at the break. That's what we said. That's right. And then you got it yep. mixed up. Yep. Sorry. You don't get, you don't get yeah. the prize. All right. The next one will be even easier. And I know you guys will know this one. It's okay. the one I sent in, right? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Nam, we have a question uh, for you. It says, the L.A. fires, uh, any loans in the fund that were affected? Yeah, great question. And, uh, you know, it's, it's sad that that question was asked previously, too, because we've had so many fires in California this year. Um, The good news is, no, we didn't lose any um, properties that were in the fund to fires. Uh, We didn't lose any to anything. But uh, we we have fewer of of the loans that we do are in Southern California. And uh, on top of that, the fires, um, you know, to date haven't been as severe. So um, that's been... But in reality, though, you guys... To make sure that they're covered for fire insurance anyway. Absolutely. So, so even if yeah. that were to occur, then yeah. we have uh, insurance for that. But thankfully, uh, we don't have to deal with that. And I guess uh, the the problem would be just what in a, in maybe a delay of the mortgage payment. I don't know how that works. I mean, would you call the insurance company right away? And you know, because in theory, if you don't get the mortgage payment, you can foreclose. Right. And right. Um, you know, you don't want to battle it out with the insurance company. Yeah. I wonder how that works. Yeah, good question. Okay. Well, uh, moving on, though, uh, you got a deal of the week for us? Yeah. So we just closed a deal that was, get this, it was a 19% loan to value. So talking about conservative. conservative. Yeah. And it was uh, one that came to us. It was a trust situation where um, they couldn't get a loan because in the name of the trust. So they came to us. Mm -hmm. And it was a $150,000 loan uh, against a... Uh, just about $800,000 property in Millbrae. And uh, we just closed that this past week. Uh, we closed it pretty quick. And, and the good news is we're actually probably going to put that on, uh, kind of ties into the next thing I want to talk about is uh, put it on our platform, privatemoneyloans.com. At what interest rate are you offering to the investor? To be determined. To be determined. <laughs> but I mean, it's 19% loan to value. That's a pretty darn yeah, conservative. So, and, you know, it may be on the shade on the lighter side of our, Typical yields? Well, sure. I mean, for 19%, I mean, yeah. how much more conservative can you be? And how large is the loan? 150000 Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. For, so for we think it'll investor. move really quickly. Um, it will, you know, to be determined whether we, it, more than likely, it's going to go on private money. Loans You're going to pay week. more than 3% interest, I assume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So 3.1. Okay. Now, but the, if the audience listening says, you know, wow, that's a really conservative loan, and I'd like to buy the whole thing or participate in it because they can do fractional, Right, uh, they would have to register with you, right? Exactly. So they want to first go to www.privatemoneyloans.com and register. You have to be um, accredited, a different kind of accredited than, than you know, to invest in the fund. You have to have some experience with real estate investing. Um, do, they, do they just, uh, does the investor just uh, click off boxes? That's a... Yeah, essentially. Okay. 
Um, and then they can start pledging on some of the uh, loans that are there. We have three right now. One of them's fully pledged, and okay. then one's partially, um, and we'll have the fourth next week. Okay, we'll so you're, you're starting to get more. some traction on that as, as people start to hear about the loans. Yeah, it's been great. It's you know it's just still in beta, so you know forgive us if you if you <laughs> see any glitches, but definitely let us know about them. Yeah. But overall, the um, reception has been great. People are like, we we definitely value this type of method for funding deals because we can see all the loans and you know compare and contrast the different loans based on their preferences. So um, we think this is the way to go going forward. Is once we fund a loan, we can quickly turn it over and put it on privatemoneyloans.com. And the benefit to the fund that is pr- providing these loans is that you're keeping a spread for the fund. Yeah, we're keeping yeah. a spread. I mean, it's not pure profit. I mean, there's some administrative costs that go into managing the fund and, and, and goes into underwriting and doing the loan. So there's a spread, and part of that's going to go to the fund, which will help boost yield over time. So it's exciting. Uh, more to come on that, but... Um, you know, uh, register now so that you can get familiar with it and you're one of the early people to start seeing the loans. And now that we're in Christmas season, you're probably not doing a webinar um, for people to learn about. Correct. Um, yeah, so no events were wrapped up for the year. Um, it's been a great year getting out on the road and doing presentations. Uh, no webinar in the month of December for the Pacific Private Money Fund, but you can see a recorded one. If you go to uh, pacificprivatemoney.com and go to videos, you can actually see the most recent um, webinar that we did, which was in November. And then the next event that we're going to have is live. And this is by invitation only. It's going out to our fund investors and some of our larger clients, uh, you know, trusted investor clients. It's on January 24th. In uh, at Spinnaker in um, Sausalito, so that's a and I'm the MC, so you will see me in a tuxedo <laughs> as you did last year. Yes. Yeah, no, it'll be a lot of fun, and and Always you know we a treat. Always yep. a treat. That's right. We got, I got a little special surprise this year. <laughs> so to our fund investors, um, you know we thank you for your support, and uh, for those who aren't fund investors who want to come, we don't become thank you a fund. No, yeah, no, yeah. you can become a fund investor between now and then, and you'll get an invite. Ooh, so okay. uh, you know, join us, and, uh, yeah, and good, we appreciate good, everyone's good, business. Good dinner at uh, at Spinnaker, and um, the the fund right now has what thirty four million in it. I'm closing out on thirty four. So and, and, probably end the year right around 34. And the yield for the year is netted out about 8%, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been very, very consistent. So it's uh, it's been another great year for us. Um, and in fact, we're, we're still, uh, we have, it's Q4. We have, um, always get busy in Q4. There's so many transactions, uh, people wanting to get into homes before the end oh, of the yeah. year. And we get some of that fallout, some transactional distress. So we're trying to close quite a few deals right now. So to our fund investors and and anyone who's interested in investing, uh, now's the time to add or invest because we can deploy that capital really, really fast. Yeah, versus having it just sit around waiting for a loan to come. Exactly. Yeah, there's probably a lot of 1031 exchange people needing to get transactions done too. Yeah. That rush typically spills over into the first few weeks of January as well. Yes, yeah, so yeah. we'll be busy into January, um, and um, no, we, we're constantly raising capital. Mm-hmm. So, Excellent. And uh, you pay it on a monthly distribution, don't you? Monthly, or you can reinvest, and that okay. compounds your, your yield. So if you want to learn about the fund, call, uh, call me at the office, 415-883-2150, or you can register uh, on our website at www.pacificprivatemoney.com. And if you want to uh, have us uh, or have Pacific Private Money, go 
to a theater near you or go, go to a, an event near you, I guess, because you did one in Mountain View. Yeah, and we'll be um, doing one in the East Bay next, probably in, in February. All right. So, And if people have questions about construction loans, call 415-883-2150. What's your extension, Matt? Uh, it's at 107. 107. 107. Ask for Matt Cordes. Okay, we're going to go to, here's our last trivia question here. In the movie Star Wars, you ever heard of Star Wars? Okay. <laughs> Which actor does the voice of Darth Vader? That's our question. Oh, great. Yeah, okay. I figured I, I, I had to give one. you one easy one Okay, there. real quick. I'm going to be going to the opening of Star Wars. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. Did you stand in line for hours? Uh, no. 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 Okay. All right. <laughs> Call 888-912-1190 if you're the first caller with correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. And don't touch that dial. The best of investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Nam Phan and Matt Cordes. Third trivia question. In the movie Star Wars, which actor does the voice of Darth Vader? Come on, Matt. James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. That yes. is correct. That guy's got a classic voice. Um, so, Matt, going back to construction loans, uh, sure. ta- let's talk a little bit about land loans. Sure. Um, you know, with what's happened in Santa Rosa, and you know, we keep talking about uh, the post-fire uh, situation in Northern California and now Southern California. Um, it's a little earlier for us, early for us to see construction loan requests right now, but we are seeing land loan requests. Um, and so it's important for people to know when they go to look for a, a, an acquisition loan for construction. Um, typically, you know, land is inherently illiquid, hard to sell sometimes. So when people call in and ask for a land loan, the first thing I ask them is just show me where it is. I want to see what it looks like, where it is, what the, you know, what the slope looks like, if there is one or if it's flat. You know, we want to know kind of generally how developable it is. And um, we want to see a clear path to uh, some sort of improvement or development um, and repayment, of course. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we cap our, our loans, uh, as does pretty much everybody, uh, per BRE at 50% loan to value. And um, it has to be a reasonable value. It has to be a real attainable value um, and, you know, based on an appraisal. So um, on top of that, we would actually look at the the contemplated construction uh, costs and total the cost of the project and uh, look at their equity requirements to qualify for a construction loan. Uh, assuming it's going to be 25 to 30 percent of the total cost of the project, we'd want to just have an eye on their ability to uh, to place that equity, and ideally have that in the land land up front. So if that 50 percent, if their 50 percent down payment is not sufficient for that uh, equity requirement for the construction loan, we want to know where that's coming from. We don't have to necessarily have it. Uh, uh, detailed and identified because maybe the construction budget's not not finalized yet and it's early in the game but we just need to know that they've done it before and that they can do it again and and uh that it's viable in general um so that's it in a nutshell is it has to be you know well located land that's you know that's desirable um not something out in the sticks and <laughs> yeah because we we're just yeah. talking about that off air that if something is way too far away from any um you know normalcy call it then how much would it cost to put the utilities in, 
right? I mean, yeah. not every not every place has PG&E underground. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, another thing is um, with, especially with the city of Santa Rosa prioritizing apartments and rebuilds of, of fire damaged properties, I have had loan requests from people who say, you know, I, you know, they have their eyes on a larger piece of property that has maybe one or two properties on it um, or structures on it. And they, they're looking to subdivide into, mm. you know, five or six or seven lots, right. um, which, which is purely a profit play versus, um, versus a sort of adding additional housing to, to the community. Mm-hmm. And so the, we expect those sort of requests to be pushed to the bottom of the priority list uh, right. because yeah, but it's the- not adding that many units, frankly, and, and – um, yeah, but in theory, every extra lot means another family gets to yeah. live there, though. Yeah, right? so, I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, I, no, I mean I'm not saying you're but, the But I understand because the alternative use could be that it's not subdividing your building. Uh, it could accommodate more housing with... Like, well, unless... I mean, if it's in, a, in an area that's multifamily, right. that's one thing. But if right. it's... Yeah. Uh, you're not talking about areas where it's... There's a single. There was a single family house. There's right. a single family house on it, and they're looking to subdivide. See, now that makes sense to me. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah I, because you're not going to suddenly go, oh, there was a house there, but now we're going to build a bunch of apartments. Yeah, they're not going to generally want that, are they? Yeah, those areas where they're going to approve apartments will have some sort of uh, a commercial or yeah. or um, or residential zoning overlay exactly. to it. Yeah. yeah. So the density makes sense in those sites. Right. You're not going to take up, you know, typically kind of rural single family home and yeah. then just put apartments you, on you're it. not talking about turning the Ewing ranch right into yeah. <laughs> into a bunch of 10, <laughs> ten homes yeah. Dallas there yeah. you go yeah. that brings back memories yeah Ewing ranch so you know uh, a question um, so somebody wants to get a loan let's say you green light it for a million dollars construction mm-hmm. loan you're not giving that million dollars to them all at once right there's something called funds control and releasing funds throughout the yeah, project th- yeah this this could be a longer longer uh discussion but i'll try and um break it down as easily as possible um for any funds that are not um you know funded initially let's say we're refinancing a land loan or um paying fees and costs of closing uh at initial funding um you know those are obviously dispersed at closing uh for the funds that are dedicated to uh, construction costs itself, hard and soft costs, um, if over $100,000 are required to be put in a third-party fund control account, um, unless it is the lender's own money and we're doing it under our CFL license, which we can do here, mm-hmm. um, and then we hold those those funds back internally, and uh, it's referred to as Dutch interest or non-Dutch interest, as I call it, um, meaning the construction funds either bear interest in its oh. entirety from from the get go, right, or they don't. Okay. Um, so, so Dutch interest would mean that the entire loan bears interest from the beginning. Yeah. Um, Non-Dutch interest means that uh, only what's drawn upon as the loan progresses bears interest. So we can do it either way. Typically, yeah. the larger loans get the non-Dutch interest, and uh, and um, you know generally have to be over a million to $2 million to do it that way. Got it. Um, but we can do it either way. Great. So and part of the reason why I was asking is, is for our investors who, you know, who ask, Hey, are some of the loans that you do on our fund construction loans? Um, this helps answer, you know, we're not just giving a, a million dollars and just, we'll see you at the end of the project. It's, Absolutely we're not. we're yeah. in control. <laughs> we're constantly monitoring it. So for, uh, you know, for, 
purposes of educating our, our investors sure. or general public, yeah. um, there's there's more to it than just handing over them. Yeah, uh, our the, the risk funds. mitigation for construction lending is pretty substantial. Um, we require that really everything that's required to fund and finish the construction loan, uh, the construction project to be sort of baked into the cake from the beginning. So, um, you know, with, with construction loans, as opposed to rehab loans, um, we require a full interest reserve for the term of the loan. So all the payments are going to be there. Um, the, the construction costs are verified by a third party, um, specialist. So Mm -hmm. we know that those costs are going to be accurate. Um, we verify, their equity in the project. So if they have, if they come to us and they say, Oh, I've spent a million dollars on uh, soft costs and uh, design and entitlement expenses in the process of that. Well, we want to see the, the uh, bank statements and invoices associated with those expenses. And we lock those into place as cost in place. So if they come back to us for a draw, we know we're not extending money for, um, for items that we're already counting as equity in the project. So Hmm. we're pretty tight with all that stuff. Um, You know, obviously, there's all kinds of remedies for uh, projects that go into distress, but uh, that's a much longer conversation. Yeah, you know your stuff. Well, <laughs> no, it's so great okay. having having a specialist like Matt in our office. Matt, why don't you give out your information one more time in case uh, someone's out there who needs a construction loan? Sure, absolutely. Um, if you'd like to contact me directly, uh, the easiest way is via email. Um, my email address is Matt M A T T at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Okay, and your phone number? Uh, my phone number is the office number, which is uh, 415-883-2150, extension 107. Very good. And d- would there be, I guess I'm trying to think of who would call you, um, it, only people who can't get a construction loan from a bank or there's special loans? Well, f- frequently people try to get a loan from a bank and it goes on and on and yeah. on, and it goes longer, Specials. and um, you know, t- basically, we're faster. Is what okay. it comes right. down to. That's what it comes down um, to. We're more expensive, but we're faster. There you go. Okay, don't touch that dial. When we come back, we're going to have some closing thoughts on the best of investing. For more information on this program, call eight 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 nine twelve eleven ninety. That's eight 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 nine twelve eleven ninety, or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon and Matt Cordes of Pacific Private Money. Uh, we already asked our trivia questions, so we don't have that. Nam, uh, what do you think is going to go on for 2018? Because I think the Fed just raised their interest rates a little bit. Yeah, you know, uh, I follow reports. I get reports, um, you know, focused primarily locally. Um, but, uh, so local real estate market, and when I say local, I mean, not only Marin County where we're based out of, but, uh, just kind of Bay area in general, I think it's going to be more of the same as we had this year, uh, housing market economy, uh, jobs are still as strong as ever. Um, last report I saw for the Marin report housing market was, you know, inventories as tight as it was, uh, this time last year and as tight as it's been. Um, a few more sales than last year. Uh, home appreciation was um, pretty meaningful uh, yeah. over over December of last year or Q4. And so I think we're going to see more of the same. Um, I think, again, and you know, I hate to keep going back to uh, the fires, but I think it's really important that how there's even you know housing shortage has been exacerbated by you know what's going on going on in the North Bay. So I like that um, the city is really fast tracking more. 
uh, you know, multifamily housing. Yeah, before the show, I was telling Matt that there was this website I had heard about called Rentberry, mm-hmm. where you can bid on rentals from the standpoint of like you're an apartment uh, uh, renter. Mm-hmm. And rather than, you know, right. just, just finding out how much something costs, you, you basically, it's like an eBay type of thing. And you say, hey, I'm willing to pay $3,000 a month for that unit. Do you know yeah. much about that? No, no. I've heard of some other um, companies sort of like that. Okay. I mean, I, and for the um, landlord, maybe that's a great thing in terms of, you know, Increasing reducing competition. Yeah, and, and vacancy, um, keeping vacancy rates down because you're moving inventory faster. But gosh, I feel bad for the renters who are being priced out. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess that's only if it gets bid up. I mean, what happens if nobody's bidding on it? Then yeah. maybe your price is too high and it'll start coming down. Sure. I mean, so the market will, you know, the, it'll, it'll be more efficient marketplace. Um, but, you know, rents are at an all-time high, you yeah. know, and vacancy rates that are all-time low still, I think. I mean, so. uh, and I think people have to pay to be a bidder. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But the landlord doesn't have to pay. Yeah. I think that's how it works. So, no. for So, going back to what's going to happen in 2018, yeah. I mean, you never know, you know, if there's any major events that uh, that are on the horizon that could, you know, put a shock to the system or whatever. But um, barring that, I think it's going to be a lot of the same as what we just had. So no no huge uh, stock market crashes or um, interest rates rising. To Dot com yeah. bubble yeah. bursting yeah. or... You know, or cryptocurrency bursting, but you know, that's not going to have. Uh, I don't think that would have any meaningful impact this oh, early. Thirteen hundred cryptos so. out there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're we're actually coming out of a, a fairly long period of time here with uh, relatively little construction in the housing sector, for, yeah. at least for the North Bay area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there's been a ton in San Francisco and the Peninsula and so forth and in Oakland, um, but uh, but for the most part, you know, especially in the Santa Rosa, you know, Sonoma Napa counties. Um, it's been underserved in terms of uh, housing development. So uh, that market, you know, each market at the end of the day is um, a sub market and right. mm. it's, you know, relegated to the dynamics of the demographics of that area. So um, when it comes down to that, you know, each area may be a little different, but mm-hmm. um, things, you know, for the most part up here look very strong. Yeah, I agree. It very looks good. strong, just Bay area, NorCal. All right, guys. Thanks uh, so much for uh, joining us. Again, that uh, special guest, Matt Cordes of Pacific Private Money, who specializes in construction and development and land loans, and always Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Thank you. Filling in. No, I don't want to say filling in for Mark, because a lot of times it's the three of us doing the show. Right, right. That works yeah. out pretty well. All right. Uh, and next week will be exciting because Randy uh, Williams from Karetsu Forum, which is the angel investing. Yeah, I think that's going to be a great show. Oh, should, should be very interesting. And Patty Cohen will be with us, too. Okay, so here are our thoughts for the day. Think big and don't listen to people who tell you it can't be done. Life's too short to think small. I like that. And rise above the storm and you will find the sunshine. Words to live by. What do you think? <laughs> I think that's true during the day. During the day. All right. <laughs> Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190 or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing.
on the Bay Area's business leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.